0: Are you thinking about moving from California to Florida? Stay tuned, we're gonna to talk to one couple that just did it, and we're gonna give you all sorts of tips and advice. Hey everybody, Melanie Atkinson here. <laughs> Hey everybody, Melanie Atkinson here, Realtor with Smith & Associates in beautiful Tampa Bay, Florida, and today I am so excited to introduce you guys to some clients of mine who moved from California to Florida this year. Meet Bill and Dottie, and they are here to give you guys a whole bunch of tips on what it's like to actually move from California to Florida. Welcome, Bill and Dottie. Thank you guys so much for sitting down with me and talking to everybody about what it was like to move from California to Florida. First, I wanna talk about your background in California. Can you give everybody an idea of how long you lived
1: there and which part of California you lived in? I lived in California for 45 years. I lived in Northern California, Central California, and Southern California. So I had an opportunity to really find out like the mix of the whole state. Okay. It's very different from north and south. There's a dividing line. Living there for as long as I did, I feel like I got to know the state really well and figure it out. Of course. And how about you, Bill?
2: I wasn't there as long as Dottie was. I was a California resident for about 25 years um, and part of that was in northern California, in the Lake Tahoe area, but most of it was in southern California, San Diego and the Palm Springs area.
0: Perfect. So whenever you guys are there in california when did you decide that you wanted to move to florida and why
2: i think the discussion started last summer uh, so about a year ago from now and our conversation since retirement we've been retired for about four years five years uh, here soon and uh, our conversation was about the cost of living uh, in california particularly as retirees Uh, it has become uh, it's expensive and it's become more expensive to live there. We love the state, don't get me wrong, we love the climate, we love the the, um, the, the people, we love the scenery, uh, but the cost was becoming an issue. So we began this conversation probably about a year ago uh, and it was about we may need to do something about cost. And uh, once we decided that okay maybe leaving California is going to be okay then it was well where are we going to go and the factors that the big factors that we we talked about were climate uh, we're done with winter and we wanted to go someplace warm um, we were looking for a place with a lower cost of living and proximity to family uh, was another big issue which and i know is an issue for many for many people and so that's what kind of got us to, to thinking about leaving california And then we started thinking about, okay, where are the places around the country that will uh, meet those criteria?
1: Right, so we thought about Arizona, we thought about Texas, we thought about Florida. We decided that Florida was probably our best choice. And then that's when my twin brother lives here. So that was a real draw for us. Proximity to family. Okay, well,
0: all of those reasons make sense. And, and you touched on something that I think is, is a newer phenomenon. I talked about it in one of the other videos. is a lot of residents from California. I feel like they always go to Arizona or Texas, and they're just now starting to consider Florida as a place for retirement. We were talking about it before we started filming, but I I asked them, um, you know, what is the perception of Florida from a person that's in California? What do you guys think about us? And what did you say, Phil?
2: God's waiting room with bugs and humidity.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I can see that. Bunch of old
2: old people with, with stinky summer weather.
0: Yep okay so let's talk about whether that's true or not that was the reputation of florida it was a reputation that i think you know, obviously was probably deserved for many many decades is it like that now and you can be honest I mean, you guys
1: are obviously active people so i think you have your fair share of uh, senior citizens here but i think that the there's a lot more younger people here there's a lot of younger families that are moving in here that are re- it's really encouraging to see a lot of kids going to school in the mornings. And so I don't think the perception is as, tr- as true as it felt, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I think that, um, you know, now that we're here, we're seeing a whole different side of Florida that we probably didn't see when we would just come to visit. So, right. Well,
2: when we lived in the desert, it was almost exclusively um, a retirement community. 50, 60, 65% of the people that lived there were seasonal were snowbirds the place became almost a ghost town in the summertime one of the things we're enjoying here is there's more of a vibrant community of people who where this is their home people of all ages there's kids there's schools there's uh, there, there, it's it's a it's a great all around community instead of being just tourism or just retirement-oriented.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really important point. I think people think of Florida as a place to vacation and not necessarily as a place to live. And I've talked about it in other videos, how whenever you visit here and you think, oh, I want to live here, it's not the same as whenever you're visiting. Living and visiting are two very different things. Exactly. Very true. So do you spend every day at the beach? No.
2: (laughs) Even though we could, we're retired, but we, but but no, we do not.
0: Whenever you were thinking about moving to Florida, why did you choose the Tampa Bay area over other parts of Florida?
1: So we did look at different parts of Florida. We looked at Saras, we went as far south as Sarasota because we have some friends down there, and we went as far north as uh, Pasco because uh, I have uh, a sister-in-law up there. But we really wanted to stay more central to the Dunedin area because that's where my family is. That's where my brother is. His kids are here, so we wanted to be a little bit more. Um, you know, central to their location so that we could have more family dinners together.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. So you touched on Dunedin. That is where they chose to live, which is a little city in Pinellas County. Um, it's a beautiful city. It has a fantastic main street. Um, what was it about Dunedin that you liked other than the family being there? Because we looked at a lot of different areas, a lot of different neighborhoods. And ultimately, once we found that one house in Dunedin, it all came together for you guys.
2: I think yeah. it's the sense of community there. It truly is a village. Uh, There's a lot of people here and this is a metropolitan area if you're afraid going to Florida You're going to be moving into the country. That's not the case. This is a big metropolitan area. I think Pinellas County is Just short of a million people in it.
0: And it's a tiny county. Yeah, it is
2: but the but Dunedin literally is a village or a town with with lots of uh, fun history and a and a funky downtown with, with lots of activities lots of restaurants lots of shops And there's more of a sense of community there than living in just one giant suburb uh, that you find in many other places. And that's what really attracted us to to Dunedin, as well as proximity to the beaches, uh, lots of good golf courses.
0: Yeah, you're right off of Honeymoon Island there in Dunedin. We were house searching during a a strange time. There was all sorts of issues with that, but uh, was there anything about the home buying process that was surprising to you guys? Is there any difference in houses themselves from California to Florida?
2: I think that uh, the houses here, uh, in general, I would say they they tend to be older than the homes that we were used to seeing in in California, uh, where there's a lot more new construction. Uh, There's a lot more single-story homes here, I would assume, because the price of land isn't as crazy as it is in California. Um, there was a lot more home construction here that is concrete block construction rather than wood frame construction that we saw a lot of in, uh, in, in California. So the homes themselves, um, um, those were the, the things that we noticed that were different.
0: And what about price? I think one of
2: the things that, that, that scratched an itch with us moving here was the cost of housing was going to be less. I think that we were looking at somewhere in the neighborhood of a hundred to $150 a square foot less here than uh, than in the areas of California that we were used to anyway, which again would be the uh, Southern California, the desert, the San Diego area. There was a substantial per square foot cost savings.
0: To clarify and just add a little bit to that is you're in a very desirable area. Dunedin is not an inexpensive place to live. so. Um, to have that much of a price difference in a desirable place in Florida is is nice.
2: Yeah, and I, and I would add that um, that's one of many things that uh, that that really puts a value on having a a great real estate agent to help us through the process because just like anywhere, there are parts of this area that are more expensive than others and parts that are less expensive, some that are more desirable and less desirable. And when you're first coming into a community, it's hard to sort that stuff out on your own. Right. So having someone you can work with who can help you through that process was very helpful. But yes, even in the more expensive portions of this area, we still found a significant cost savings in housing.
0: So one of the things that everybody thinks that they want when they move to Florida is a private swimming pool. You guys were very specific in that you did not want a pool. Can you explain why you didn't want a pool?
1: Neither one of us are big pool people. Okay. That's number one. Uh, number two, we don't have grandchildren or a lot of kids running around that we can invite over for a pool party or any of that kind of thing. And we didn't want the monthly expense. Mm-hmm. From watching one of your videos that was very informative about pool maintenance and pool expense, we just decided that that was one expense that if we're not going to enjoy it, we don't want to have to put that out. out.
2: And, it's, and it's interesting, really. Uh, we've talked to a bunch of our neighbors, uh, most of whom have pools, and they say oh you don't have a pool and we said no we're we don't and we're okay with that and they said yeah we kind of wish that we didn't too right uh they they got a pool maybe when they had uh, kids or grandkids around and that sort of thing but now they're at the point where they're at, at uh at age in life where the kids and grandkids have moved on and they're sitting there staring at a big hole full of water in the backyard that just is a, an expense that they don't really enjoy.
0: Yes, yeah, that's that's a very important point,
1: right? And with all the access to the wonderful beaches that we have here, I I just didn't feel like a pool was something that we were going to enjoy. So,
2: so the so the uh, I guess we don't want to we don't want to trash people oh, no. with pools. No, it's no, no, I mean it, it's a nice amenity if that's part of your lifestyle, or if, I think if you have family that can take advantage of it, but that definitely complicates the home search process here because i think the majority of homes have pools
0: it does yeah they do and
2: that's something you just need to think about and again melanie's got a great video uh, with a pool maintenance guy that talks about if you're shopping homes with pools about what to look out for
0: pools are a big part of your monthly maintenance if you if you have one and if you don't use them they can be very expensive and that is something that we talked about in that video. So let's touch a little bit more past housing and talk about cost of living, California versus Florida for other things other than housing. So we'll start with taxes.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, surprising the ta- the house tax, the property tax is going to be about similar to what we paid in California, mm-hmm. which we were surprised. We thought it'd be a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were a little surprised about that, but you know, not I mean, anything that you can't live with, I mean, that's what you pay. We really enjoy not having a state tax, so that was another big problem. What was the state tax there? What is the
0: difference? What is the savings?
2: Depends on your tax bracket. Yeah, It could be, yeah. Five or eight percent. Five or eight percent, uh, or even uh, it could be, more. Yeah, more. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, it's not a, it, losing a state income tax is not insignificant. Yeah. It's a, it was a, a substantial cost saving. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. For so sure. that was good. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I th- I think we thought we were going to save more in property taxes than we did. At the end of the day, it winds up being close to a wash. Uh, there are property taxes, and in California. They have something called Melarus taxes, which are development fees. Mm-hmm. Um, and we thought we would be getting away from those, and that's not true. Here, um, you helped to educate us on uh, the, the concept here of something called CCDs. CDDs, CDDs. CDDs. Yes. okay. Uh-huh. And those are development fees that are added on to to, to property taxes, usually found more in newer construction. Right. It's something to be aware of, and we weren't really aware of, hadn't thought about that until we began doing our research right. here.
0: Yeah, I think that's a that's a good point. Our property taxes are not low here, um, but when you think about the fact that we don't have state income tax, we have to tax so property, our, and we have to get the money for schools and infrastructure and things right. like that. Right. So the CDDs are neighborhood extra taxes that pay for the infrastructure of the neighborhood and the um, the maintenance of those neighborhoods. So you did not actually choose to move into a CDD community, which saved you money that way. But you do have an HOA, a little one. Little, little tiny, tiny one. <laughs> tiny.
1: yeah, 150, <laughs> little,
0: 150 a year. 150 year, that's not very much. But it's a very small community, so the one that you live in. Yeah.
2: For people from California looking to come here, property tax is or the the cost for taxes related to your home is not an area that you're going to save a bunch of money on. It's probably going to, based on our experience and our shopping experience in the area, it was pretty close to a wash. There are lots of other areas where we had cost savings, but that's not that's not one of
0: them. Okay, so let's
1: talk about groceries and gas and things like that. So gas was wonderful fuel because we were paying over three dollars a gallon in California. Close, I was
2: paying, paying Almost close four. Almost four.
1: Oh, and uh, anywhere between three and four. And here we just paid a dollar ninety one 91 the other day. So I'm like a happy camper with that. So that's worked out really well. So we were very happy with that. Groceries are about the same. Okay, I really didn't see a big difference in groceries. Um, they're just about the same. But then registration, car registration. So even though we had to pay a extra upfront mm-hmm. for our title and our registration. Cause you do have to put everything into Cal Florida, title, and then also into the registration and license. We found that to um, be a little bit expensive up front, mm-hmm. about what we paid for a year in California. But every year after that, we're going to be saving like 90% because oh, okay. it's going to be like $40 a month versus, I mean, $40 a year versus $350 right. or more. So you brought
0: up a really good point. So let's talk about becoming a Florida resident and the challenges and obstacles to that. Well, I,
2: I, I think the, the, the big issue had was complicated in part by the times that we were, we were right. doing this.
0: They were doing it during government shutdowns for COVID, so...
2: The uh, DMV is the is is the most complicated of all of those, and I think the big factor that that we were not aware of, but we again were educated through one of your videos, is uh, before you go to the DMV, make sure that you've already lined up your Florida specific vehicle insurance. You can't go to the, We couldn't go to the DMV here with, with our California policy. The DMV here um, is maybe in a state office, but it's just as likely, particularly here, in I think in most of the Tampa area counties, it is in the county tax assessor's office. Mm-hmm. Uh, where in California, it's all state DMV offices. Uh, and the only other piece of advice there too, I guess, is is pay attention to their websites especially with the real ID requirements, which we also had in California, you need to have a, a pretty significant pile of documentation that you take with you to the DMV in order to get a driver's license. Once we got our list together and uh, went to the DMV, the actual process, they were very accommodating. Um, some places take appointments, some places take walk-ins. We actually wound up going to a Pasco County Tax Collector mm-hmm. Uh, because they took uh, they took walk-ins. We were in and out of there in About
1: two, and a, half two hours. and a
2: half hours, but that was for everything. Yeah. that License, was,
1: uh, registration, and title. Okay, uh,
2: For all the vehicles.
1: Just to break that
0: down, the order that you had to go through mm-hmm. for anyone coming here, insurance. Right. So you drive into the state of Florida with your California plates. The first thing you need to do is get insurance. That's correct. Okay, so when you went to the DMV, you also had to have what
2: for title? We needed a copy of our California title, um, or if there was a lien holder, we need, you needed some documentation of, of how your current vehicle was titled, and um, and that took and then they processed the title and registration off of that.
1: Did your car have to have an inspection? No, they did come out and look at it. Didn't they They did a
2: VIN inspection? Yeah, we
1: had to go drive by and they did a VIN inspection But
2: they did that right there at the 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 tax collector's office. So good point Um, But there was no mechanical or smog uh, Inspection at least for the vehicles that we had it was uh, and they actually yeah, they they had us They came outside and actually did the the uh, the VIN inspection right there as part of that two and a half hour process
0: so then you got your title your driver's license and your registration, and they
2: handed us a a license plate while we were there. In fact, they had a whole wall display of <laughs> and there are license plates, different license plates, it's a, lot of, <laughs> a license lot of specialty license plates.
0: License plates. <laughs> and, here in Florida, and you can
2: actually pick it but out right there. Is and, that not normal in uh, California? Well, they you have, have specialty, but not that many. Not as many. Yeah, we and, have and, a lot here, and you and,
0: can't. You don't walk out with them. No, well, I, I've never walked out with oh, my. But I've right never moved Pasco, from At Pasco, they state. had
2: a they had racks of the actual license yeah. plate themselves. You told them which one you want, it's and awesome. they handed them to you.
0: That's a good tip, though. It doesn't really matter what county you live in. You right. can go to any county to do all this. So there are certain offices that are a lot less busy than other offices. Pinellas County tends to have a lot of people in it. Pasco County is definitely. We were. To it was going to gonna be.
2: It was going to be months before we could get into the Pasco County tax Cans County, Nellis Nellis County yeah. tax yeah. Co- uh, collectors yeah. where the Pasco County Just tax collector right in. in Newport Ritchie you you walked up we got in line we spent maybe 30 minutes outside in line and then we were inside and then the rest of that time we were going from station to station to station so right. there really wasn't a lot of waiting
0: right so you guys had sold your house in California so when you moved to Florida you did not have any property in another state. So your residency was established essentially whenever you moved to Florida and moved all your your banking, you got your driver's license here in Florida, you have your voter's registration here in Florida, and then you purchased the house. So you didn't have to declare any residency changes or anything like that? No, that's correct. So for the state of California, you didn't have to do anything there, correct? When you left, yes,
2: we're going to need to. We, we'll we'll have to file a state income tax there for the partial year that we lived there. But basically, we were already gone. We had we had severed our ties with California when we drove out of when we okay. drove out of the state.
0: So it's a little bit more complicated when you still own property in another state. So we I talk about that in another one of the videos a little bit more. But I also say consult an attorney on that one. So you moved here in the end of spring, beginning of summer. Let's talk about one of everyone's favorite subjects in Florida, the weather. How has your first summer been? Is it warm?
2: Sweaty. Is it sweaty? sweaty? <laughs> <laughs> A
1: little then, sweaty. Uh, my <laughs> friends in California circle. will say things like, so what's it like? I mean, it's like, what, is it really humid? I go, yeah, it's really humid, but you sweat really good so you get all the toxins out of your body and then you're just good to go my nails are growing my skin yes. is glowing your I, eyes are never dry i you know so i said you know it's it's all what you want it to be and yes. I and we chose to make it we are chose to make this our home and we're choosing to just Live with the weather, yes. and so yes, it can be a little annoying at times because you get you know you get all dressed and you're ready to go and you start sweating all over again. So it is a little annoying, but for the most part, we're doing good. Well, you haven't been here yet for the good part for the good weather. It's coming.
2: That's right. right. Yeah, we're waiting uh, for that. We both grew up on the East Coast. I grew up in Baltimore, and Dottie grew up in New Jersey. So the the concept of humidity wasn't just a horror story that we imagined. We had actually lived in it before, so we knew what we were getting into, and we knew that there were um, a couple of months a year where it's not maybe very pleasant outside. But that's we found that to be true almost every place else we've lived. Some In the desert when we lived there, there were three months of the year where it was like a furnace outside and I don't care if it is a dry heat, 120 <laughs> degrees is 120 <laughs> degrees. We've lived in snow country and cold country and and you don't spend a lot of time outside for a couple of months of the year there either. So yeah, there are a couple of months here where it's not very pleasant outside, but that's okay. Right. The the other thing I wanted to mention about that about weather is rain. We saw for more rain in the first month <laughs> here than we saw in our entire 25 years in California because it so it does rain a lot. But the beauty of it, for the most part, is that it's predictable. It's, uh, you can get your outside stuff done in the morning. It's mid-afternoon to late afternoon is when you're most likely to get wet. I think we've only had, we play a lot of golf and and we've only had maybe twice that we've been rained out of, oh, uh, uh, of golf, but yeah. we tend to play early. And
1: what about hurricanes? Well, I, I'll be really honest. I was a little nervous about that. Um, but my brother has been here for 45 years and he's only had to board his house up twice. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, I I can live with that. So we uh, started watching a, several um, um, guys on the weather guys on Facebook that are very informative and have lots of good things to say about what to expect. I've been watching those and I've calmed down a little bit. And there's one can I say news guy's name? Sure. Dennis Phillips, he does. Well, everyone loves Dennis Phillips okay. here he's in got Tampa. seven yes. rules, right? Yes, seven and his rules. Rule number seven is what we live by. So if yes. he doesn't freak out, we don't what freak out. What right, is rule number seven? If he doesn't freak out, we don't freak out. That is rule number seven. Don't freak out unless I tell you You're to. Unless I tell <laughs> you yes. to. So we feel very fortunate that we were almost through, when hur- we were halfway through hurricane season, and we really haven't been impacted much. But what mm-hmm. I've noticed over the years, just looking back at Tampa, how, much, how many hurricanes have actually come through here? It seems like it's a hurricane shadow. So it seems like it keeps the hurricanes. I'll knock on wood for you right now, Dottie. Um, it just seems like it works out pretty good. It, it has. We, we've definitely
0: had some challenging years. Um, but as far as direct hits, it's been a very long time since the, the Tampa Bay area has had a direct hit. Again, knock on wood. Mm. When people are from other states, they they tend to think that we sit here and worry about hurricanes mm. and tornadoes and lightning all the time. We have all of those things that happen, but it's not necessarily something that we stress about right. daily. Correct.
1: And what I like about it, I think the hurricane season is that you can see it coming. you know if you're gonna get and you know done when a
0: hurricane's coming because it takes
1: forever exactly. and they're tracking it for weeks ahead versus an earthquake you know, that's we, true and we, I've lived through several earthquakes right. major ca- earthquakes. so uh, there's no notice <laughs> there's yeah. earth, there are no notice <laughs> with an earthquake.
2: So. Coming from California um, you know we're, we're used to the, the natural disasters there that you deal with are largely wildfires and uh, earthquakes. And those are n- low or no-notice events where you literally get surprised, you don't have much time to prepare. So we feel like we've just traded one set of potential <laughs> disasters for another.
0: Yeah. Well, isn't that true of everywhere? Yeah. Uh, it
2: is. Well, I guess that was, that was exactly where yeah. I was going, yeah. is that yeah. I think that, um, just like I said, the weather, there are, there are all kinds of seasons that you don't go outside in some places well there are different disaster potential disasters depending on where you live I think it's fair to say that that almost anywhere you go in this country there's a risk of some sort of a natural disaster and we feel like we've traded one set of potential disasters in California wildfires and earthquakes for another set here it's hurricanes and uh, but what we found is the communities here are, seem to be very very well prepared and the Population seems to be very well educated, and so we we feel that uh, we've not taken on some big in- increased risk. It's just a different kind of risk here. Right.
0: Now, you guys did tell me that you were looking into putting impact windows in. Whenever you were buying houses, that was one of the conversations that we had, was a lot of houses do not have hurricane protection here in Florida. It wasn't required for a long time um, in construction code, so a lot of older homes don't have it. And that is one thing that, as a new resident, you can choose to do and put in if you don't buy a new house. Did you did you get your impact windows?
2: Not yet. Not we're yet. getting yes. them. They're on uh,
0: Right after hurricanes. But, yeah. but
2: I would say to someone coming into this state, <laughs> one of the things that, was, that we needed to be edu- educated about in our research, and again your videos were very helpful, is when you're shopping for a home here to pay attention to some of those big um, systems in your home that, that are going to have uh, an impact not only on your safety but also on your budget. Uh, and specifically as it relates to hurricanes, uh, the roof, the quality of the roof and the age of the roof, garage doors, and the windows. We were very fortunate, We, uh, the home that we bought had a fairly new, within a couple of years, new roof on it. And it was a roof that was put on right. There's a right way to do a roof and a not yeah, so right there's way. There's
0: definitely wrong ways to do a roof. Uh,
2: but it did not have hurricane rated garage doors <laughs> and it did not have um, hurricane rated or impact windows. And so that's something that we have done to the home since we've been here. You're not required to do that, but it will have an impact on your insurance costs. The viewer should check out the video that Melanie has done with um, Maria, Maria mm-hmm. on insurance. The, your roof, garage doors, and windows can have a big impact on what you pay here for property insurance.
0: Insurance, yes, for definitely, that's that's definitely true. So. You guys came to Florida as retirees. Happens all the time. So tell everybody what it's like to be here as a retiree. What do you guys do all day?
1: Well, I'm going to start off with just saying starting over at a a mature age is getting harder and harder. Uh And so to get here, thankfully I had family. So I do have known people here. You know, I have a Uh, My nephews have, their in-laws are here, my brother's here, my sister-in-law's here. I have people here. So that was very helpful. But if you're coming here and you're not familiar with the area, you don't have friends, you don't have somebody to refer you to a hair salon, (laughs) you know, or to a veterinarian or to a doctor or to an any of those situations, you know, you're going to have to research all that yourself. Yeah, to figure it out takes a long time. Where do you want to go? How, who do you want to hire? You know, who, what doctor do you want to see? So it was very helpful to have someone here. Right. So starting over, is really, even with having people here, it's really difficult. So I would just say that be prepared, you know, have a list. We had a list ready to go We had a list that we left California, what we needed to shut down and what we needed to start here. Mm -hmm. It was a really good list to have just to figure out what, what we needed to do. You know, mail forwarding. I mean, there's all kinds of issues. We were fortunate. I could mail, you know, mail forward everything to my brother's house. Right. You know, a lot of people don't have that option. So you might need to get a PO PO box box. or something um, because you want to get your mail, start forwarding and, and that kind of thing. So starting over can be really difficult. If you're involved in a sport, if you like biking, writing or tennis or golf or um, you know you go to church those are all good ways to meet people Mm -hmm. that you might not necessarily have an opportunity to to do that if you don't have those outlets and one of the other things that a lot of people talk about is meetup it's a great app that you can get and meet they have meet up okay. meet up and they have every kind of group that you can imagine and just stick in your favorite group like a book reading group or walking group or dog group or you know and you'll find 30 groups probably for, oh, that's fantastic advice yeah
2: we're very active um, and our our personal hobbies are we play a lot of golf mm-hmm. um, and there's a lot of great golf in the in the greater tampa tampa area so we've joined a, a golf club and we're meeting people there we also motorcycle Mm-hmm. and uh, the summer hasn't been very conducive to, uh, to motorcycling, but... Uh, oh, just wait. I know, I we're I looking forward to it. 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 Be the, be we fantastic. know it's going to get better. <laughs> we also both enjoy walking and hiking, and I think one of the things that has really impressed us here are the number of parks, uh, and particularly community-level parks. Our ho- current home is within walking distance of a place called Hammock Park in, uh, in Dunedin, um, that is just a beautiful nature preserve right in the middle of this uh, of the town over there, and uh, so we're able to to do a lot of walking and uh, and hiking. So we spend a lot of time outside, even in the uh, yeah. even in the heat.
0: Have you guys um, been on the trail, the Pinellas Trail?
2: Absolutely. Yes. There is this amazing. The Pinellas Trail is this amazing. I assume it used to be a railroad. Mm-hmm. Huh? That's a good question. I believe. Yeah, I, it, I it think it, it did. It was. It was, yeah. it was like, a, like a rail weather. line that runs all the way from yeah. Pasco County to the... To, to Actually, down to St. Pete. Yeah, yeah St. Pete. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's this wide bike uh, wide uh, recreation path that is almost perfectly flat. And it has a big wide lane that is, uh, that is for bicycles. And it has, in a lot of places, has a smaller, narrower walking lane, so you don't get run over and uh, that comes within half a mile of our house. That's
0: That's a big draw in that area of Pinellas Mm -hmm. County. It's fantastic. So you mentioned golf courses. Let's touch briefly on golf courses and which ones you like and how far do you have to drive to get to good ones. That's always a a question that I get.
2: The development density is greater towards the coast. We We found it a little bit more difficult to find golf there but when we first moved here, uh, before we decided which club to join, we probably played at ten, 12 or 10 or golf. 12 different golf mm-hmm. courses that were all within a 20 minute to 30 minute drive of, uh, of the Dunedin Palm Harbor area. And some of those are all in the coastal area, um, and then others are over here closer to Tampa. I think we uh, we wound up joining a club called East Lake Woodlands, uh, which is owned by Club Corp, which is a national company, and they actually own four different golf courses here in the greater uh, Tampa area, and you can get one membership that covers them all. Mm-hmm. But we uh, we played everywhere from uh, Seminole to Lutz, to uh, to to the Tampa area. I think we really enjoyed West Chase has a great uh-huh. uh, yes, a great a golf on course Westchase, that we yes. enjoyed Dunedin has. A very historic old golf course, old style golf course, um, Clearwater. Uh, there's, there's just there. There's literally in in the Pinellas County area. There's a dozen or more that yeah. were pu- public access courses.
0: Let's touch on beaches. Do you go to them? And are there any that you found that you like better than other ones? I go to the beach.
1: beach. I love the beach. I love going to the beach. So uh, I really enjoy Honeymoon Island right. and that that state park is just an amazing, it's just amazing that it's right here in Dunedin, right. you know, and it's just easy access and it's easy to get there. And I really enjoyed that park a lot. The other park I really enjoy, which is a little bit further north north in Tarpon Springs is Howard, uh, Fred Howard. Right, Howard. Mm-hmm. And that's also a really fun park. That's a county park. Mm-hmm. So that's like a $5 parking fee and you're all set. and it and get as crowded as right. some of the other parks do, so it's really nice to get up there and just spend a couple of hours and it's quiet, right? I really really enjoy that. And of
2: course, we're just 15 or 20 minutes from the uh, one of the best beaches in the country in Clearwater Beach, right. yeah. And, and uh, right.
0: yeah, uh, but as a resident, don't you find that you don't necessarily go to Clearwater Beach very often? It's the it's one of the things that people don't. Realize um, that's not. There's so many different beach options here, and a lot of times you tend to choose the quieter ones as opposed to the very, the, touristy. the very touristy ones. Although Clearwater Beach, I was there last week. It was lovely. Yeah.
2: Oh, and we found that same experience everywhere we've been, and we've lived in some big tourist areas. We lived at Lake Tahoe for a while, and obviously San Diego is uh, is is a big tourist area. And you find that the, the uh, people say, well, I don't, don't wanna go and hang out with tourists all the time, well, as a local here, you learn where the tourists go and you learn the places where you can go and enjoy the same amenities, just not with the crowds. And that's, yeah. uh, that's what we've been able to do here.
0: You mentioned Lake Tahoe, so I just wanna to touch on this for a minute. The scenery in California is spectacular. The scenery in Florida is not as spectacular. Flat. It's very flat. <laughs> The beaches are beautiful. We'll just make sure that everyone understands that.
1: You know, I had a friend that lived in Florida for a long time and she moved to California. And I said, so how do I get past, you know, um, how do I get past the scenery because I'm going to really miss my mountains. I know I am. And she said that the clouds are more spectacular than the mountains. And the sunsets here and the sunrises here when there's clouds out are spectacular. You just don't see these kinds of sunsets and sunrises here. You just don't. You have them you in California, but you just don't see the the magnitude of the clouds here. It's and that's. I think that's what makes this place so special. Right. Is that there's such a, a vibrant. Cloud formations here all the time. I love watching the sky and stuff. It's just amazing.
0: A lot of retirees are coming to Tampa and they have questions about medical resources. We don't need to talk about this long, but have you found any issues or any comments about hospital availability, doctors, things like that? You know, we were
1: very pleasantly surprised when we got here that the availability of uh, like to get a primary care physician, to get a dentist, to get an eye doctor, to have hospital availability, are very good. Okay. I mean, we... And even in the complicated time that you guys came here. Yeah. I mean, we were here a month and I was able to get a doctor's appointment at a brand new, at new for us, doctor within two weeks of getting here.
2: And we, so, we, we've got friends, uh, as we were looking, we talked earlier about other places like Arizona or Texas that uh, where, where a lot of people from California are considering going. We have friends who, uh, who were moved to the Phoenix area or the Prescott, Arizona area, and they were looking at 18 months to two years just to get in to see a primary care oh physician. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the uh, one of the huge pluses here in this community is access to medical care and not just run-of-the-mill medical care, but there are world-class medical facilities here, which I think is is important for folks our age.
0: Do you guys have any negative things to say about the Tampa Bay area? I know you have to have experienced some strange, wonderful things here
1: in Florida since you've been here. The drivers here, I mean, even, I don't even mind the traffic, because we had traffic. You know, everywhere you go, you have traffic, but the drivers here, I think they ran low on blinker fluid because they do not use their blinkers. They just move right on over. And you know, and I used to think California had bad drivers, but Florida really does have its share of, of people who, who they should be in Europe because they just don't follow the rules. They just don't follow the rules. So yes, that's, I think that that's Europe. the one big thing that I've noticed here. That's probably the one big negative. Um, and some of the parking lots in the grocery stores has just dawned on me. People are not very careful about how they back up or how they park, because I saw two accidents in within a half hour one day in front of a Publix, and it was like, absolutely. oh my gosh. So I think just uh, knowing that ahead of time and just being cautious with your own driving and being right. very defensive in your driving, I think that will solve most of the issues.
2: We thought it was going to be more expensive to insure our vehicles here. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that it's not, but we didn't save any money. Um, But the explanation that we've heard for the reason why uh, vehicle insurance is high here is because of the, the, the... the drivers. You know, yeah, the high, it's actually.
0: not a ru- it's not, you know, a rumor. It's very very true. It's very hard. You do have to be a defensive driver here in Florida all the time. Um, and again, it's it's because of the combination of everyone that comes here. So I know we talked a lot about when you guys were home searching about sports teams. Today is a very big day. I know it won't be whenever this gets released, but this the Lightning are playing Game 6 tonight. I know you guys are sports fans. We text during games. Absolutely. So much fun. Was that a big reason that you guys chose to move to this area?
2: Actually, it was, and this was before the the pro teams here started doing so well. We're how awesome is it right now that we've got the Lightning playing in the Stanley Cup Finals, and we've got the uh, the Rays have clinched the American League, uh, the East Division, and uh, they're headed into the playoffs with a good chance of getting all the way to the World Series. the The Bucks are doing well. But we didn't know all that was gonna happen. But what we did know is we were moving to a town with a good pro sports, big time sports atmosphere here. With three professional teams, really the only professional sport we don't have here is basketball. But other than that, we've got um, lots of pro golf events here. We've got um, baseball, we've got um, hockey. And and it's just turned out to be awesome. Uh, although we hope that sometime they'll get the TV <laughs> coverage, the game times coordinated, so we don't have to be trying to have three different games going on oh, at Oh, yes, time. I know. Right now, <laughs> it's, it's a very yeah. stressful
0: time yeah. to try to watch all the games. But it's, but it's fun. It, it is it's fun. Great. And even more fun when you can attend sporting events. I will say that next We're year. Looking hopefully. Forward to that. We're looking forward Hopefully to looking forward to attending a lot of events. Mm-hmm. Cities and... Um, restaurants and nightlife and things like that. Again, kind of a strange time, but what have you guys uh, found out about that?
1: Well, I mean, we've really enjoyed Eden. It's been a really fun, uh, the restaurants are fun. They're all following the social distancing and doing very well with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been a lot of fun. So we've spent most of our time there. We've gone up to Tarpon Springs a few times mm-hmm. for some Greek food up there, which so is good. just fabulous. We like kind of like funky kind of uh, breakfast places too, so we've ventured down to Rennington Shores and, mm-hmm. and um, uh, Indian Rocks Beach. And Did you have go gone, to Frog Pond? We tried to get into Frog couldn't Pond. couldn't get in. It, frog Pond it was, was hard. packed. So we found Kenny, Kenny's Corner. Kenny's, corner, Kenny's
2: right corner, right up the street.
1: That, such a lovely okay. little home dinette that Fine was diner. diner. That was just wonderful. Well, it, that, I didn't was even really know wonderful. that. So thank you for so, that. that was really fun. So that was fun. Um, we've been to Keenan's, which is Keegan. Keegan's. Keegan's, which has been really good. So that yeah. was really fun. And um, but there's just so there are so much restaurants and fun things to do yeah. that we just you know we have a lot of living to do still. It's right. been yeah.
2: it's it's yes. been interesting to learn that each community, each little town. Has its own personality. Mm -hmm. We mentioned Tarpon Springs. Well, Tarpon Springs' history is Greek and sponge fishermen. Dunedin is prides itself on two things. One is uh, spring training baseball, but then the other is uh, bagpipes and Highland games. It's a sister
1: city to Scotland, which most people do not know that. And And it's so much fun. I can't wait till you guys get to to the Highland games. We can hear the bagpiper kids at the high school playing their bagpipes in our yard Uh, because we're not too far from. From yeah. High School, so yeah. it's great. It's really great. Yeah. So
2: each community has its own <clears throat> personality, and it is, and you'll find that the the entertainment options and the restaurant options and so forth all are very often built around that personality or that mm-hmm. that yeah. history mm-hmm. or that culture that's, that's for the community.
0: That's a fantastic point. Yeah, and there are a lot of different little cities here. It takes a long time to get to know the area. I don't think people really understand how big it is here and how many different areas there are to explore. Yeah. We can staycation for a long time here.
1: <laughs> and we over. have even been down to downtown Tampa. I know. I mean, we've just... We haven't done, isn't there a river walk or something? Yes, there's a so river so walk in downtown even Tampa. Been down there yet. So, you guys
0: still you know, have a whole been, bunch of stuff right, to we do we over do. on this side. Absolutely. Yeah, so plenty yeah. of time to yeah. do
1: it. Yeah. So Bill
0: and Dottie and I had a lot of time uh, to get to know one another whenever they were home searching. And uh, one of the things that I learned about Bill was that he was a former fire chief in the North County Fire District in the San Diego area. So we were sitting at his home inspection one day and I asked him for some fire tips. So I wanted him to share with us today his three top fire safety tips for homeowners.
2: Thank you and I appreciate having the opportunity to do that. Number one is smoke detectors. I think people often underestimate or forget how significant it is to have an early warning of a a fire in your home. It used to be that we would have 10 or 12 minutes to, to get out if your home caught on fire, but with the way our homes are built today That's down to just two or three or four minutes at most before you've got a real problem. So early warning is essential. Smoke detectors are the simplest way to do that. Um, And personally, in a 41-year career in the fire service, I've never seen someone die in a house fire where there were working smoke detectors. It is the single simplest and cheapest way that you can make your home fire safe. In California, uh, you're required to have smoke detectors in homes uh, of any age and uh, during the real estate transaction process there's actually uh, there are rules in place that require that the homes must have uh, smoke detectors in order to, in order to be sold. Uh, here in, in Florida There are requirements as a state fire code that require smoke detectors, particularly in new construction, but there is no enforcement of that process. So here it is conceivable that you could uh, buy a home that has no smoke detectors, uh, particularly if it's older, or it has smoke detectors that aren't working. Uh, And it's your responsibility to make that happen. So the single biggest thing that you can do to make your home fire safe or have working smoke detectors. It used to be that we would. Uh, our big issue was just getting smoke detectors installed. We've been doing this long enough now that uh, that that's not so much the case. Now it's a matter of make sure that they work and that they have batteries in them. Uh, but smoke detectors are the number one. You should have one in every sleeping room. Um, and, uh, and, and then one or two scattered in other living areas of the house. But the biggest thing is in the, is in the sleeping areas, smoke detectors. Number one, number two, uh, home fire extinguishers. They're cheap. You can get them at any home improvement store. You can get them at Walmart. Um, and there are two areas of your home, three areas of your home, actually, that I would suggest that fire extinguishers are helpful. Number one, is kitchen. Uh, the most common site for home fires is in the kitchen. So having one there um, or, or where you can get to it quickly is, uh, is, is a big help. Secondly, um, your sleeping area, particularly the sleeping area for adults, um, so that you have something to help you in case you have to go through fire to escape the home. stick one in a closet or behind a dresser or something in the bedroom so that if you wake up the house is on fire and you need to get out you've got something you can use to help you to get through the flames the third area would be the garage again a very common place for home fires fire extinguishers would be the uh, my second advice piece of advice the third is to think about disaster preparedness not just fires but disaster preparedness think about having emergency supplies to be self-sufficient in your home uh, if a disaster strikes. Think about evacuation. In in California, we're used to wildfires uh, or earthquakes where you get very little notice and you have to make a decision very quickly, but you usually don't have to go very far to get away from the threat. Here in, in Florida, you get lots more warning about hurricanes, um, but Everybody's leaving all at one time, millions of people, and you often have to go much farther, travel, travel greater distances in order to increase the, uh, get away from the threat. So think about preparedness, think about evacuation, and have a personal family plan for how you're going to deal with that when it happens in, in your community. And those are my three. Thank you. Smoke detectors, fire extinguishers, and think about uh, disaster preparedness.
0: Well, thank you so much, Bill and Dottie, for joining me today. I hope you guys all enjoyed the information that we shared with you. You've been listening to the Melanie Loves Tampa Bay podcast experience. Thank you for your support. Consider subscribing if you want to learn about real estate, homeownership, or living in the Tampa Bay area. You can also follow me on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Links are in my show notes. Or visit my website, MelanieLovesTampaBay.com. See you in the next episode. With love, Melanie.